0: Hi y'all, this is Day and Ari here. Welcome to Windshield Time. It is Friday, September 20th and uh, it's about 10:13 a.m. Last night I spent some time putting together all the different micro segments with Tim Draper. So. Thank you, Day. Yes, of course. What's Windshield Time, Ari?
1: Ooh, well, Windshield Time is a non-technical fun podcast about Bitcoin money and life for parents and busy working folks who are curious about Bitcoin blockchains and crypto assets. Day and myself and our guests talk about these evolutionary technologies and how it touches all parts of our lives because what part of life does money not touch?
0: Exactly. And for the parents out there, yes, we have our five-month-old over there who's actually rolling around in the uh, little roller car over there. So you might hear him in the background here a little bit. Okay, so uh, my name is Day again and I was a sales engineer who worked on very large internet networks for private companies, and now I am an investor in the space of crypto assets. And then uh, Ari here.
1: Hi, I'm Ari. I'm currently the chair of the Cascadia Blockchain Council. I'm a musician artist turned management consultant to working on helping policymakers and investors and innovators work together shoulder to shoulder, everyone from Portland up to Vancouver, BC, creating one collective voice. I work with the uh, WTIA, which is the Washington Technology Industry Association. It has over 1,100 technology companies in the region here. And uh, it's actually one of the largest technology associations in the United States.
0: And for full disclosure, they are one of the sponsors of this podcast now, right?
1: Yes. Sponsors! Thank you, WTIA, (laughs) for everything.
0: Okay, so the topic of the day today uh, for Friday, to this 20th of September, is Tim Draper. He was at the Seattle Alternative Investments Conference this past week. Yep. And we were really lucky to be able to grab some time with him.
1: I know. And
0: uh, it's pretty amazing. In the span of less than eight minutes, we were able to talk about so many of the different important topics as it relates to Bitcoin and crypto assets. So, uh, you ready, here?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: We're going to interleave his comments from the interview with additional comments that we'll make. And then make, uh, you know, clarifications to make the uh, entire podcast today as smooth as possible. And again, we have the blockchain baby, Bitcoin baby, the donut, the quinoa, so many aliases uh, with us here as we're recording. So thank you again to Dom for reading the disclosures, disclaimers. So he is with Coin.me
1: Also a sponsor!
0: Also a sponsor! (laughs) So Coin.me is the best cash on-ramp into Bitcoin located in 2600 plus physical locations around the country and you can purchase Bitcoin with US dollars. And uh, they are a licensed money service business out of our home city here, Seattle, Washington.
1: Yep, they also have a great partnership with Coinstar so very often the Coinstar kiosk will also have the Coin.me software on it So that's how you can buy Bitcoin. Um, Really great partnership there.
0: And then, if you need extra help understanding or buying Bitcoin...
1: Yeah, if you don't want to bother with all the super hard processes of using a Coinbase or one of those uh, other different on-ramps into this crypto world, you can actually just call a human at CoinMe and they'll help you through it, uh, full like, love service. So if you don't want to bother with figuring out Bitcoin and reading all about it and following and tracking it, they do it all for you. Yeah,
0: Lots of education and there are so many different ways to now to get into Bitcoin uh, in the span of a few years here since I got in. Uh, there's a ton of different ways to get in. So depending on your tastes and preferences, you can do it without a human, with a human. You can do it many, many different ways now. So thanks again to Dom. We'll go ahead and roll him for the disclosures, disclaimers. Thanks, Dom. Thanks,
1: Buck.
2: Hi y'all. This is Dom from CoinMe, or you might know me from the Blockchain Minute, your daily show for the most important story on the blockchain. None of the statements or opinions expressed in this podcast by the guests or its host is to be taken as financial advice or a solicitation of any kind to participate in a conservative or risky or speculative financial instrument that may or may not require accredited investor status as defined by either the Security and Exchange Commission of the United States of America or independent thought and rational thinking from the laws of humanity. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that the hosts, and Day, and their guests are not financial advisors of any kind, but only humans and not sentient intergalactic alien life forms. All statements made in this podcast by any living or dead or unborn or zombie or robotic entity in the past, present, or future of the space-time continuum of this known universe are purely ironic or coincidental thoughts and opinions. Moments of sarcasm, sadness, education, glee, entertainment, or any other emotion that may be found in this podcast are fully your responsibility and reaction that may or may not be intended for the listener in any way, shape, or form. Mature adult discretion is strongly advised. Thank you for listening.
0: All right. Welcome back. Thanks again to Don for reading the Disclosures Disclaimers. Just in case anybody ever is uh, curious about the disclosures, disclaimers, and you want a copy to maybe use for yourself or to modify and use for yourself, then I'm perfectly willing to share it. This whole crypto asset uh, Bitcoin community is very, very open and public and very, very sharing.
1: Communal—it's all about community, right—and the network.
0: And it fits in well with the open-source so- software theme of uh, the entire existence of Bitcoin. And so, uh, yeah, perfectly happy uh, to share it with anyone who asks. Just DM me uh, at Luggage Donkey on Twitter.
1: He's trying to do the pod.
0: He's trying to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we head into the Satoshi Mass segment that we always do, uh, just as a bit of a uh, background, interesting trivia topic, uh, since we are going to be showcasing Tim Draper here, uh, I happen to be able to sit in the studio with Adam Draper, his son, who runs um, Boost VC. Boost VC, yeah. So I happen to get lucky enough to sit in his podcast studio. Uh, a couple of years ago maybe three years ago it's it's been a while but um it it was really fun to be able to be a fly on the wall during that podcast i did not speak um but you know adam did mention uh, me during the podcast during that recording of the podcast it was kind of funny um but um yeah just a little bit a little bit of trivia
1: we also hosted uh, adam uh, at a blockchain underground event uh one it was actually one our first one Uh, So we've had some interactions with the Draper family over the years.
0: Exactly. Okay, so to jump into the Satoshi math, checked my Blockfolio app a little while ago, and it was being quoted. Bitcoin was being quoted at $10,138. So you decimalize that into eight places, and then you divide one U.S. fiat dollar by 0.00010138 and then you get 9,863 satoshis I was kinda hoping that if you look at the uh, 3-day chart of Bitcoin you'll notice that it uh, had a very very sudden fall down below not $10,000 again I was hoping we're gonna get another chance to do satoshi math with it being under $10,000 per Bitcoin Uh, but Uh, It has floated back up to over $10,000 pretty quickly. At $10,000 of Bitcoin, you get 10,000 Satoshis. And for every dollar that it goes up over $10,000, then you're able to purchase less Satoshis uh, with your U.S. dollars or with any currency found around the world. And that's a good segue into uh, the first question that was asked uh, uh, by Ari of Tim Draper about safety. How do you make Bitcoin accessible and understandable by any working folks in, in the world or in the United States? And so this is the first answer that he gives. And he also then goes into a um, little bit of an explanation about uh, governments and how you may feel about your government and the money that they are issuing. Oh.
1: How would you make it feel safe to Sally, who's a teacher, or, you know, Jim, who works, you know, does construction work, building roads? How do you make this accessible?
3: So, I think the best way to think about Bitcoin is that it's just as though you're buying yen, or euros, or pesos, but you are actually buying one that is global and it's not tied to any one government. So if you don't like the government, this is a perfect time to buy Bitcoin. If you are concerned that the government's going in the wrong direction, it's a perfect time to go buy Bitcoin because your government is issuing your currency, but Bitcoin is currency that's been issued to the world by a
0: bunch of computers. And not only computers, of course, because computers can't operate by themselves. You have to have the software. And just like I mentioned in the beginning segments, Bitcoin was born out of open source software. Anyone can download it, anyone can read it, and anyone can feel free to operate a Bitcoin full node.
1: Just check it out anytime, online.
0: (laughs) All right, so the next segment we go into is... Uh, Once you're comfortable with the idea that you're buying just another different currency um, that is globally significant, not just significant in one country, we went into a little chat about uh, how to get into Bitcoin.
3: It's very easy. You just go set up a Coinbase account, tie it to your bank account, and then you're there. And Coinbase is, you know, completely regulated by the U.S. and all that, so you're, it's, It's secure that way, too.
1: So Coinbase is a great option. A lot of people use that as their first entree into Bitcoin and crypto assets. And it's fully regulated, as Tim Draper says. Another one, you know, again, full disclosure, we are um, being sponsored by Coinme, but they are a full service and also uh, regulated as well. They have full money service business uh, licensing as well. They also have like one of the best support teams in this crypto asset space where you can actually talk to a human call one email one talk on chat um, meet in person um, and so that's sort of full service um, if you want to actually talk to a human is readily available through CoinMe, check it out.
3: I think over the next five, 10, 15 years, it'll be just as easy to use as any credit card dollar or whatever. And so you'll want to use it because it's safer.
0: Here there's a, uh, in this portion, there's a natural kind of extrapolation to the future about how ubiquitous Bitcoin will be and how easy it will use. And then he goes into this uh, issue of uh, safety. And so here's where we'll start going through, talking about why Bitcoin is safe and why Bitcoin is secure.
3: Awesome. Those computers are watching over your Bitcoin to make sure that uh, it never gets hacked. And it turns out that your bank is getting hacked all the time, it's like whack-a-mole. But Bitcoin has never been hacked. So Bitcoin is the
0: safest currency that you could ever have. And here's where we go through the idea of the uh, store of value of Bitcoin and saying that um, it, instead of being in a fiat currency that is subject to inflation, and remember inflation is where the government issues more money such that the money that's sitting in your savings account is worth less, it has less buying power than it did yesterday or last month because of the uh, issuance of more money, Uh, He doesn't mention it outright, but I believe he's talking about the store value aspect in that uh, there is a disinflationary supply schedule that Bitcoin has up until the point ultimately where there is no more Bitcoin being issued. But there will always be baby farts issued. All kinds of baby for
3: It increases in value instead of decreases. So I think
0: you're going to be better off. And here we go further into the security aspect of Bitcoin. So I really like the way that Tim described the uh, anti seizure feature of uh, Bitcoin here and the way that it is uh, censorship resistant.
1: Yeah, he used a very uh, relevant story too to make it accessible for us, you know, in the real world here. Uh, Tying it to like why Bitcoin and the use case around that
3: say you were in Syria and you're a wealthy Syrian And you had all this Syrian capital and then the military pushes you out of your country and you end up in Greece And you have nothing well if you had Bitcoin you could start your life over again without being a refugee But if you just had Syrian capital it was tied to a government Then you're stuck with that government. So this is the safest currency And then people talk about using crypto for crime. But it turns out it's it's easy. If you really want to be a criminal, you should use cash. Because crypto keeps a perfect record of everything that people do with their currency. And so that's why the US Marshals Office is so excited about Bitcoin. Because they're catching all these criminals.
0: Exactly. So that is one of the biggest misconceptions that's still out there about Bitcoin and crypto assets—that they are used for nefarious, act, nefarious activities only. When in fact, the U.S. dollar is ten, hundred, thousand times more prevalent and easier to use for criminal activity.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the number—and I don't—I uh, I can't recall resor- a source—but it was uh, at the conference. Someone said about thirty billion dollars this year alone has been uh, laundered through banks, um, top like 18 out of 20 banks uh, have has had uh, issues with AML, KYC, and money laundering uh, risks and exactly. activity. And yeah.
0: not only do they do the money laundering for the criminals inadvertently, but then when they get caught doing the money laundering, they have to pay literally billions of dollars in fines to the government for violating the anti-money laundering laws. I liked what you said in there about how technology, technologists, and highly technical people, none of them are working on fiat. They're all working on, or eventually will work on, Bitcoin yeah, and you cryptocurrencies see, and Yeah, you,
3: you said it. Yeah. It's um, All the great engineers of the world are focused on making Bitcoin better. And, and other cryptocurrencies better. And none of those people, very few of them, I won't say none, maybe one of you out there in Radio Land are are, are one land. of them, but but very few people are who are great engineers are working on making
0: dollars better. And that's a point that Pomp and other prominent figures in the space have been making for quite a while, which is that As investors, as venture investors that they are, you want to follow the talent. If the smartest people are creating the internet 20 years ago, and then now the smartest people writing code are writing uh, additional open source code for Bitcoin, then uh, that's probably where you want to try and think about pointing yourself in this technology landscape and um, not to give investment advice, but it seems like maybe for entertainment value, you could buy 20 bucks worth of Bitcoin just to kind of go along for the ride at this point.
1: Yeah, and it's very different than stocks. Um, not everyone is in stocks. Only 51% of Americans are in stocks. But stocks, you can only buy one whole stock. The great thing about Bitcoin is you can actually buy Portions or little parts of Bitcoin so you can actually buy twenty dollars of Bitcoin It doesn't matter what the price is you can actually just buy five or twenty dollars of Bitcoin
3: You're gonna be able to do things that you could never do with a dollar you can you can do micro payments You can easily send money across border. You can pull money down from anywhere in the world micro payments are amazing I, I was a, an actor in a show on Nickelodeon that my sister put together and I was getting checks in the mail for 25 cents. It was costing Nickelodeon about $10 to send each of those checks. And I, if they had just done it in Bitcoin, they could have given me $10 and 25 cents. Anyway, micropayments are gonna be a great thing for, all those people that are involved in a Star Wars movie are gonna get their payment in in a Bitcoin wallet because it's more trustworthy than most of the lawyers in Hollywood and it's more of a a straightforward, honest way to operate and I think that's the direction people are gonna head.
1: Exactly, micropayments in this world that we live in today with fiat and credit cards cost a lot of money. I mean, that's why like, if you wanna buy a $5 coffee at a coffee shop, they have to charge you extra, an extra 50 cents because of all the middlemen and the processing fees that Happen. That's why, like, if you want to send your family uh, $10, it really just doesn't make sense because you're gonna have to pay $25 in wire transfer fees, and your family's still gonna take like three days to get it. And they're only open, you know, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 p.m., if you're lucky to be able to access and do that.
0: You're talking about remittances. Remittances, yeah. 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 It's very, very expensive to send small amounts of money internationally nowadays.
1: Yeah, in the prior startup I worked at, we were sending micropayments, so like as small as two-tenths of a penny, not even a penny, two-tenths of a penny to people around the world, and it was making life-changing differences.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, um, the the example that he gave was so perfect because Uh, The cost of producing a 25-cent check from Nickelodeon for his uh, due wages uh, cost Nickelodeon $10. And so, uh, you know, in a better financial system, even if it's not the $10 that goes into Tim Draper's check, even if it's split and it's $5, that is many, many times more than the 25-cents that he was uh, getting at the end.
1: Yeah. And then imagine, like, if you had received a penny worth of Bitcoin a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and think about how much that penny is worth today.
0: Ah, Satoshi math. So yeah. if you used a penny to buy Bitcoin when it was uh, $200 a Bitcoin or $400 a Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, it's more than you know, f- was it 500x? It would be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a big wise, deal.
0: Percentage-wise it percentage would be a
3: massive. If you start a business and you keep track of all your money, if you do it in Bitcoin, it will be done automatically on the blockchain, whereas if you did it in dollars, you have to hire an accountant to do all that. So this is a different, it's a new world, it's a different world and it's going to be much better. So hang in there, enjoy whatever it is you do.
1: In terms of what like Tim is talking about today, we're coming from a world where everything was done by paper. You had secretaries typing up stuff, you had things in filing cabinets, fast forward a couple decades, now we have things in email. Some of us still might be using fax machines, for instance. We're doing a mix of paper and a mix of digital. The future as we go fast forward, you know, another 10, 20 years, everything is digital. There are no more fax machines.
0: Digital native, exactly. Digitally
1: native. And then because it's all digitally native, everything can be automated. So you don't really need to go back through your paperwork and files and, you know, look up emails and try and like mix together what happened with what transaction if you own a business or if you're just trying to do your taxes. Um, all of that will be digital and automated. You don't have to do all of that paperwork to do your yearly taxes, for instance. It becomes so much easier and allows us, you know, as humanity to focus on things that are actually more important. Like, you know, spending time with our beautiful babies and children and families and, you know, our, our elderly, uh, you know, parents and siblings and our communities and so like, what we see in terms of blockchain is you know the block the blockchain part is really great you know i'm definitely excited about it and the cryptocurrency part is also really fun and exciting definitely excited about it but it's actually like one of the first technologies that actually has a profound um impact on the state of humanity you know we're not stuck struggling behind piles of papers and emails and trying to figure out how to do all this stuff it's all done for us so that we can go back to living life the way life should have been lived
0: so we'll go ahead and head into this last segment here and um so what was the question that you asked him here
1: Jessica in the last episode right uh before this one she had just told us now that she had bought some amount of bitcoin she started asking us in the car So what should I do? Like, do I hold on to it? Do I sell it? Do I like look for some price? Like, what? How do I? How do I manage the the price fluctuations of Bitcoin? Should I be watching this? We answered. Well, we we're not investment advisors. So then I took that question and I uh, framed it back up to Tim. I said, Hey Tim, what does this mean?
3: Okay. Well, I never give anybody any um, (laughs) investment advice because. I gave my father-in-law this, I said he should buy this stock and it went straight from 12 to 2. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to recommend that anybody do anything. But I can say what I do, mm-hmm. and that is, I don't worry about the price because I actually think that Bitcoin's going to be so prevalent that it'll be, I predicted 250,000 by 2022 or 2023, early 2023. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure that, that I'm about right on. Uh, and you'll, So keep your eyes open. It, I think it's going to go there. So it really doesn't matter if you get it for 10001 or 12002 or 9006 I think you're still going to be pretty happy down the road. But
0: I'm not giving you any investment <laughs> advice.
1: <laughs> Really appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Tim. Good. I
0: hope that's Thank you so much. Thank you again, Tim Draper, if you're out there listening, uh, for taking the time to stand with us out there in the very, very uh, loud hallway to do this impromptu interview. Thanks again to uh, you guys for listening.
1: Thanks to our sponsors, WTIA, CoinMe, Dragon Chain, and Fresh Chalk. Really appreciate your sponsorships. And then we'd really appreciate your time. Do a rating, review, and subscribe rate, of our review, podcast. Subscribe. That helps us get uh, higher in the ranks of the world of podcasts, help share and evangelize all these wonderful stories that we're able to get access to and share them with you. So don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. And together we rise.
0: Be nice to each you out there, y'all. Bye.
1: Bye.
4: Hi y'all. This is Jenny from Charlotte. None of the statements or opinions expressed in this podcast by the guests or its host is to be taken as financial or legal or psychological or dietary advice or a solicitation of any kind to participate in a conservative or risky or speculative financial instrument that may or may not require accredited investor status as defined by either the Securities and Exchange Commission of the United States of America or independent thought and rational thinking from the laws of humanity. By listening you acknowledge that the hosts Arian Day and their guests are not financial advisors or legal scholars of any kind but only humans and not sentient intergalactic alien life forms all statements made in this podcast by any living or dead or unborn or zombie or robotic entity in the past present or future of the space-time continuum of the known universe are purely ironic or coincidental thoughts and opinions Moments of sarcasm, sadness, education, glee, entertainment, or any other emotion found in this podcast are fully your responsibility and reaction that may or may not be intended for the listener in any way, shape, or form. Mature adult discretion is strongly advised. Thank you for listening.
0: Hi, all. This is Day and Airy. Welcome to Winchell Time. Thanks for tuning in again. It is. November 18th, Wednesday, twenty nineteenth. <laughs> what? What's so funny? Um, <laughs>
1: November 18th.
0: Did I say November? <laughs> oh, geez. No, I wrote it down wrong over here. <laughs> anyway, come on. Let's keep it tight, Ari. You were t- saying keep it tight.